Welcome back to episode four of From My View. I'm your host, Tim Hill, with uh, Reaching the Summit Podcast Group, as you may know by now. Uh, this week's episode, doing things a little bit differently. Uh, it's finals week for most schools, so uh, with that and teams finishing up non-conference, just a little bit more difficult to schedule some time with a coach and players as well. So brought in my good friend, Todd Buckingham, who is the man behind Reaching the Summit podcast. If you follow me on Twitter, you'll see me uh, interacting with him quite a bit and also uh, tweeting at him or tagging him in posts when covering games for the Summit League Basketball Conference. So we sat down, talked to him a little bit about uh, why he started reaching the Summit podcast, why he chose Summit uh, League Hoops to cover, and just kind of what all has it evolved, and just a good time there. It's been uh, this whole experience over the past few years has been a blast. Uh, Todd has really created a fun platform for several of us to uh, come together and just kind of share a bond over Summit League Hoops, whether we cheer for one team, uh, fans of many, or, you know, root against most of the teams in the league. It's uh, we've, we've developed some fun, fun friendships within that group. And so we dive into that a little bit on what it's all uh, become and what it means. And so uh, on top of that, uh, a little special ending as well. Uh, got a little post-game action, post-game recording with uh, Johnny Tower and players Parker Bjorklund, Riley Miller after this week's game versus Green Bay. So we'll end with that. Don't have a Tim with the Tom segment this week, but we'll uh, we'll get back to that in the coming weeks as well. But uh, just recap: now that non-conference season is almost over. Uh, still two games tomorrow. Western Illinois plays a non-D1 game, and then. Oral Roberts finishes up their non-conference slate against Missouri Valley foe Missouri State. Uh, Oral Roberts, they are on a roll after kind of a tough start to the season, mostly due to having a very difficult schedule. Uh, They have been playing tremendous as of late with wins over Tulsa, um, Liberty, and Central Arkansas. Uh, Max A. Smith, preseason player of the year, who also kind of struggled out the gate, has really seemed to find his form for Oral Roberts uh, the past few games. He's been shooting 43% from deep and averaging over 28 points. So it appears that midcourt Max is officially back for them, which uh, when he plays well, the rest of the team just feeds off of it. Uh, just high energy both on offense and defense. And when that team rolls the way they have the last three week or the last three games, uh, they are dangerous and they are currently really looking like the preseason favorites that they were voted to be. Uh, so again, they play tomorrow night, Friday against Missouri State at around 7 p.m. Central Time. And then next week, they will start on Monday with a premier matchup of a a league opponent. They'll host South Dakota State University. And then uh, on Wednesday, they will host University of South Dakota. So two big games for them coming up, uh, really to start off the conference season with a bang there. Uh, Next up, we have... St. Thomas, who uh, just finished off their non-conference slate at home against Green Bay, uh, really cruised to a nice victory there. Uh, got out to a uh, you know a good start in the first half. Riley Miller came out shooting guns blazing, and then uh, or really, really actually the first half it was Parker. It was the Parker Bjorkland show after. Uh, being out for a couple weeks uh, with an ankle injury that he suffered before the season. Uh, He came back, was on a bit of a pitch count, but made the best of all his minutes, scoring 16 points for the Tommies and really was a spark in the first half for them. And then Riley really took over in the second half. They cruised to a 21-point victory, I believe it was in the end, uh, over Green Bay to end uh, the non-conference slate at 9-4. and And then, uh, yeah, so I've got a few comments after the game with them that I'll end this episode on. And then uh, South Dakota State, who will take on, as I mentioned earlier, Oral Roberts on Monday. They finished off uh, their slate at home against Eastern Washington. It was not looking good at first when they took on the uh, Eagles out there. Uh, They were down big, down by 24. 
23 or 24 at one point late in the second half and they're in the second half. And then uh, Zeke Mayo finally busted out. He uh, showed why uh, many like myself believe that he could be a star in this league and uh, just absolutely took over that game, went off and uh, ended up scoring 30 points highlighted by the game winning shot with about two seconds left to go in the game. Uh, Eastern Washington was able to get off a shot, but didn't go in. But that's uh, that's the type of season-changing victory. Had they lost that game at home in Frost Arena, you know, it'd be uh, you know hard to say what the confidence level would be for Hendo's uh, boys there. But uh, after that big victory, come from behind and uh, Zeke really kind of busting out. Uh, you know, the vibes are pretty high out there in Brookings, and you know they're looking forward to a uh, a. Uh, fun matchup against Oral Roberts on Monday. So that should be a fun game to uh, tune into. If you're watching games at home, definitely check out that one, uh, whether it's on ESPN plus or on Oral Roberts website, they do broadcast for free. So go to uh, their site to check out Adam Hildebrand is their play-by-play guy and does a tremendous job for them. Uh, And then lastly, we got NDSU uh, still trying to find their flow. Uh, they hosted Montana at home to kind of end their D1 non-conference slate. Looking real good at first. Uh, they're up for most of the uh, first half going in the second half. And then uh, the Grizz kind of flexed their muscles. Grizzlies got a good team out there as uh, multiple Summit League teams have already played them and unfortunately fall to that squad uh, that is uh, pretty deep and talented, uh, you know, the, the Bison, they're still trying to figure out uh, their rotation with that young core of uh, guards and also just trying to get healthy. Grant Nelson came back after being out a few games uh, with an injury. I know uh, Tajavis uh, is still nursing an injury, trying to fight through some uh, – I, I think he sprained an ankle. And then they're still waiting on Des McKinney to come back from his late-season injury from last year. So – uh, still some things to work on for those guys, but there's been a lot of good glimpses out of that squad for Dave Richmond. Uh, Jakari White had a great game. He's had a couple of games now really showing his playmaking ability. Uh, love to see him get more time, uh, even if, whether it's a six-man role or a starting position. I think he could be a valuable asset for those guys. Uh, and so, yeah, just needs consistency out of those older, older three guys, Grant, Bowden, Andrew as kind of the leaders there. Uh, All three have had some good games during the season, just consistently haven't really put it together throughout the non-conference slate there. So that's really the big things that those guys got to work on, continuing to gel that young crew of guards and then uh, get their three uh, veterans, uh, you know, going and consistently producing for their squad. So that is a recap of this week. Um, You know, it was a, a fun non-conference slate, obviously very challenging for most with the uh, strength of the schedule being as high as it was for most teams in the league. But, you know, going into uh, Summit League conference season next week, due to the holidays, we're doing a Monday and Wednesday game across the board. Uh, St. Thomas in Western Illinois will host University of North Dakota and North Dakota State here. Uh, that'll be fun uh, for quite a few of the Reaching the Summit guys. Is hopefully uh, a few folks will be uh, at that St. Thomas game here in the Twin Cities when they host UND on Monday. And we'll see on Wednesday who might be around. But I personally am looking forward to that, uh, especially that Wednesday game against North Dakota State. You can see uh, Dave and his boys and uh, get to catch up with those guys. And then, uh, as I mentioned earlier, Oral Roberts, they'll host South Dakota State on Monday. And then they'll follow that up on Wednesday against USD. Kansas City, who's Oral Roberts' travel partner, they'll also uh, they'll host USD on Monday and then follow that up on Wednesday with South Dakota State. And then lastly, Omaha hosts their travel partner, Denver. So that will be uh, another matchup to watch. Uh, we'll see how Denver, who uh, finished the season with uh, – finished the non-conference slate think correction i believe st thomas had an eight and four record in non-conference and it was actually denver with the nine and three um yes st thomas had a nine four record denver had a nine and three so by win percentage denver is currently um 
at the top of the Summit League non-conference standings. But we'll see how Denver looks. They've uh, you know they've played well to get to nine wins. I don't care who you play, getting nine wins in non-conference is tremendous. Uh, granted, not the not the hardest schedule that they've played, and they haven't really beat anybody up. But uh, still, that's a talented roster. Very well coached. Jeff Olbrun has uh, really done a great job in his year plus there in Denver. Oral Roberts, uh, they're at eight and three uh, after non-conference. They still have that one more game tomorrow on Friday, uh, so they're uh, they're looking pretty good. They are trending upwards with their last few games, really starting to figure things out there. And then uh, we got South Dakota State. Todd and I talk about them a little bit in the upcoming interview. They're at five and seven, but uh, you know. I, I think that'll change. I don't expect them to be in the bottom half of the standings. And uh, kind of similar with North Dakota State, they finished uh, non-conference at 3-9, and nine, but uh, I don't expect them to be at the bottom when all is said and done. So, uh, yeah, without further ado, we will jump into my interview with Todd Buckingham, the uh, man behind Reaching the Summit podcast. All right, we are here joined by uh, a week early uh, by Todd Buckingham, the man behind Reaching the Summit podcast. Uh, welcome to the show, Todd. Thanks for having me, Tim. Yeah, just uh, like we talked about, wanted to have you on. Uh, you're the guy who started this whole Reaching the Summit podcast and why I've been able to uh, you know, get back into the college basketball world talking about various teams like Oral Roberts, who I started uh, covering a couple of years ago when I reached out to you and be able to connect, uh, reconnect with some old friends and just kind of wanted to get your thoughts and feedback. You know, you're not a guy that really wants the the, the limelight. So I want to put it on you uh, and <laughs> yeah. you and why you uh, really started this whole thing and, you know, what it's become, how it's evolved and the fun we've had with it so far. So yeah, just kind of go into what prompted reaching the summit, the summit and covering the summit league conference in general. Yeah. So, well, you're absolutely right. I don't really, I mean, I don't mind talking, but I'm not big on the limelight. I don't really care that much about that. It's never been about that. Um, honestly, it all started by a complete accident. So what happened is my, my boys who are, who are now 12 and 10, as they got to where my youngest was about six, five or six, I thought, gosh, it'd be fun to find something that I could do with them that we could just, you know, a thing we can do. And let's figure out something we can do together, make it kind of a traditional thing. And so what I started doing is just kind of looking around. I, I love college basketball. Uh, my my actual team happens to be USC, um, but I'll watch any college basketball game. So I just thought, I, I like college basketball. I like basketball in general. Why don't I do something with that? And so I uh, decided, well, the Horizon League and and the Summit League are kind of close. School's close enough. Like as they get older, we can start doing some road trips to different schools around those two conferences. And then as I was trying to catch games wherever I could, um, I thought, well, this is a little boring. I don't you know, I, no one here, I, I happen to live just a little north of Minneapolis and there was no St. Thomas at the time in the Summit League. And so no one here wanted to talk Summit League basketball. No one here wanted to, uh, you know, even my friends didn't really know what I was talking about. So I, uh, I joined Twitter just to start uh, talking about the Horizon and Summit on there. And there's a podcast with the Horizon that... Uh, invited me on a couple of times because I was tweeting and some different things for them. And actually I was getting a lot more interaction with the horizon league than I was the summit. And uh, so I went on their podcast a couple of times and then one of their guys reached out and said, we're kind of trying to, to get a network of regional uh, podcasts with, with smaller mid-major conferences. Would you ever think about starting one? And I said, well, I, that sounds like actually a lot of fun. And so, uh, I just sent out a tweet and said, who would want to do a podcast and how lucky does a person get that Greg Steeman and Zach Dosh, who both do uh, uh, analyst work for Midco, were like, we'd like to do it. And so then I all of a sudden thought, well, gosh, I'm underqualified for the thing that I'm starting. <laughs> and uh, and so, but luckily, I mean, what a blessing that the two of them wanted to, to, to 
do that. And so it was a couple of years of just following via Twitter and trying to keep track and putting some tweets out uh, at that time. And then now it's been three years with the podcast and sort of just accidental. And I sometimes, I mean, I do love accidental things. And so that was one of the really cool parts of it. I, I think of even you, Tim, and just reaching out and saying, uh, me saying, well, Oral Roberts needs a person. And I'm not sure you had even watched an Oral Roberts game before you started covering them for with us. And, uh, you know, you got to be part of the Sweet 16 run. And it's just really cool how things work out. So, yeah, yeah that's all we got here. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong. I, I got real lucky. I, I knew a little bit about Oral Roberts just, uh, you know, because I, I worked for South Dakota State way back in the day uh, under Scott Nagy. And so they were kind of the kings of the conference back then uh, under Coach Sutton. And then, you know, I kind of knew a little bit, uh, really SDSU and NDSU had taken over at that time as the powers and Oral Roberts had just kind of come back a couple of years and, you know, they were a fun offensive team. So when I reached out to you, cause it was during COVID shutdown, I needed something to do. I was bored <laughs> right. work because I, I, I was, uh, you know, staying with my, uh, or, um, uh, quarantine. I, I don't know if quarantine is the right word, but basically uh, I was helping my sister and her brother uh, watch their uh, kid who's now uh, three, but uh, it's uh, I wasn't really doing much outside of that. So I reached out to you. I randomly, someone had, someone had uh, pointed me in your direction and I was yeah. like, you know, let's, I wonder what these guys are out. So I reached out to you and then luckily I was like, yeah, we're Roberts. They, they like to score a lot. They're fun to watch. So worst case right. they- be some fun basketball and then they just went on that wild ride and we got to have some uh fun conversations and through that got to meet the you know get to know the guys down there so it was a lot of fun uh that that particular year we we uh you and i in particular had a lot of fun with uh interacting with everybody well and honestly tim that's kind of part of what's so cool about i mean like no one's gonna get rich off any of this it's it's and I'm, I'm a relational person. Every job I've ever done, it's like, it, I mean, that's the important part for me. I was a teacher for a few years and now I've uh, managed crisis group homes for years. And so like doing things that, that benefit people is what is important to me. Mm -hmm. And so like getting a chance to, you know, I'm probably like 10th on the knowledge level when it comes to basketball and these different things with the people that, that work with us. I'm just amazed. I think of JB who contributes with us and all the stuff that he can come up with the, the, the stuff that you can come up with and just the relationships that build off of all of that. And that was some of what starting, especially the website and having people write for each team. I mean, some people have nothing to Danny who writes for Western Illinois has nothing to do with Western Illinois. Like it wasn't, it just happened to be the team that was available. And I thought if I have so much fun doing this, like there's other people that just want, a thing that they can do and it gives an opportunity then to shine such a light on on a conference that that deserves it and doesn't didn't get as much of that before so like that's really what it was about for me like i i'm glad we have people like you tim because you get right in there and you get to know people and you're getting uh you know right in with the the groups and i i that just isn't i don't care that much about that so like (laughs) it's nice to have people that that uh that that are good at that because it helps with our mission and 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 helps the league shine a bright, brighter light on the league. Yeah, it it's a lot of fun. Uh for me it's just kind of a you know, a second chance to be back in college basketball yeah. being that, you know, once worked for SDSU, but I just didn't uh didn't really uh was wasn't really fully aware of the amount of networking I needed to do to, you know, stay in the coaching ranks and be able to get a job and, you know, guys like uh to, you know, circle back with, you know, a guy like Dave Richmond up at NDSU, who was an assistant for Tim Miles when I first met him and then Saul and now a man up there and get to talk to him on and off, Uh, you know, Oral Roberts, Sam Patterson, their assistant coach down there is a guy I talk, you know, weekly, bi-weekly with and is a good friend now. And, you know, I was actually going to go down for a game or a weekend, a summer league weekend, but uh, he and his wife, uh, are expecting their third child now and they're due in March. So I was like, yeah, maybe <laughs> down during your wife's third trimester would be a great idea. Right, right. <laughs> but no, it's just been fun to, you know, develop a friendship, uh, you know, with you in particular, Todd, um, uh, Brandon, uh, Jeffrey up at, up in Fargo, he and I have become buddies. 
uh, Sam Goey, who's the uh, St. Thomas writer, right. uh, Madison as well, who's our who's our female correspondent that does a lot of stuff, uh, especially on the women's side, and just a lot of cool people that have gotten to meet that otherwise wouldn't. And that's uh, that's what's a lot of fun, and you know, with you right. in particular. You know, it's 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 cool how you've connected with Greg and Zach, and then that's kind of led us all kind of almost access the Midco people, uh, right? They they talked about us, and, right? Uh, you know what? How did you and Zach and Greg all meet? Was it just they caught some of your tweets and just I I sent out a tweet and they both sent me a direct message. I, that's that's or Zach may have, and then said we should reach out to Greg, and then we got into a. a what do you call it? A, a group of direct messages. I'm sure there's a better term for it than that. <laughs> group chat. There we go. And, uh, and uh, so, yeah, then kind of went from there and yeah, I, and with technology, you know, you don't have to be in the same state even when you're, when you're recording things and things like that. So it it's just really, I, I won't even pretend to take credit for any of the stuff that happened afterwards, but just even having something that existed opens up the chance for Brandon to do something for North Dakota state, Jacob to do something for South Dakota state, uh, what you're doing for, for your group of teams, Madison on, and Jordan on the, on the women's side. Like, it's just like something needed to start the ball rolling and the ball, ball started rolling. And heck, if somebody comes up with something that's, that's five times as popular, I'll just go back to watching games and, and having fun watching games. I, it, it, it's just fun that something got going and then momentum is carried from there. So. Yeah. And I, you know, I've talked to, you know, a bunch of people around the league and I know you were, uh, Paul Mills gave you a, a really nice shout out last year at the Summit League. Yep. I know, you know, for a league that doesn't get a ton of coverage, I know, you know, they really appreciate what you started here and, you know, it's cool for us to kind of be on that ground level as that, you know, alternate, media group really outside of midco um that covers this league and right I think they're so welcoming and opening seeing a group that is really passionate about the league and it just gives us more fun access and getting to meet and know these teams and uh right just some really cool uh friendships have developed along the way and so it's just it's been a fun ride especially from my view and uh right. cool to see what you started and what uh has really grown from it yeah it is really cool. Yeah. So with that, Todd, we'll, we'll kind of get into uh, the season so far. It is, uh, we, we talk about it uh, going back to the group chat topic in our Reaching the Summit podcast uh, group chat. Uh, probably the thing we uh, are all head scratching is how the standings, I mean, they're not really the standings because we haven't started conference season yet, but so far records in this league and how upside down a lot of it is and yeah, you know, the SDSU and NDSU in the bottom half, uh, you know, the traditional powers and you got St. Thomas, Denver in the top three, you know, according to record, it's like, whoa, what in the world is going on with this league right now? Uh, you know, yeah. obviously a lot of it, you know, that came into it is the strength of schedule. Some of these teams, you know, NDSU, SDSU, Omaha, Oral Roberts have all played just brutal schedules. Right. And uh, that's a big part of, you know, kind of some of these records that we've seen, but, you know, what's just kind of your overall take on how the non-conference has played out and just some surprises, some uh, not surprises. What, what are you thinking so far? You know, the, I'd say the biggest probably surprise is St. Thomas. It, and the strength of schedule has been low. I think Denver is up there as a surprise, but I thought, they were a top half, top four type team coming into the season. Top five, I think I put them fifth at the beginning of the year. And I think they're still somewhere in there, third to fifth. I, I think it honestly comes down to, I still think Oral Roberts and South Dakota State are a, a tier in themselves. Uh, South Dakota State's record doesn't show it, but they're. I'm not too concerned with them. And, and North Dakota State with Grant Nelson coming back, healthy and their young backcourt will get better. Like it's Dave Richmond's just done it too many times. Like we can't, I mean, I've, I jokingly said on, on our podcast, like, although this is the annual time of year where everybody says Dave Richmond, isn't the guy. And then mm -hmm. by the end of the year, they're going, Oh, wow. I mean, we so lucky to have Dave Richmond. So like, it's just, so 
I I think, you know, if I were to kind of break it down, I think it's I think it's Oral Roberts League to win, and I yeah. think not winning the regular season would be a disappointment for them. They're the most talented team. They have the best player. Um, they that it is their league to win. But if it were South Dakota State to sneak ahead of them, I can't be as mad about that. But they, they it still I think is theirs to win. And then now I would say the next tier is kind of St. Thomas, Denver. North Dakota State, and you can maybe sneak South Dakota in there, but I'm starting to get less and less confident about the Coyotes. Um, and then the 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 rest is kind of the rest. So Western Illinois, I think South Dakota State kind of falls into the rest, and then uh, Omaha, Kansas City, and I'm sure I'm missing somebody, but uh, UND, yeah, that. Way. Oh yeah, North Dakota. North Dakota is another team that's been surprising to some extent. They only won a couple league games last year. They've they've uh, they've looked a lot better this season. Yeah, that's from the sounds of it. I haven't been able to catch in. You, I've I've caught just some bits and pieces, but you know, I trust a guy like Zach Dosh, who probably watches them as close as anybody. And uh, you know, he's just kind of some things he said. You know, looks like things. You know, they're trending the right way. Whether or not yeah. I know they had a couple of recent uh, loss, heartbreaking losses at home, but they uh, they seem to be uh, much improved off of last year and what happened there with some of the you know they got gutted the year yeah. by the portal and you know that's a big thing with this conference is you know one thing I've talked about on on this podcast with a couple of the coaches that I've talked to so far, uh, Johnny Tower, Hendo, and Dave, and then soon Paul. Um, is the is the transfer season? You know, it's a, it's a real yeah. now. Whether you yeah. love it or you absolutely hate it, it's it's life. It is normal life in college athletics, basketball in particular, because it's just easier to kind of switch teams. I guess you could say. And, right. You know, that's a big that's a that's a thing we all kind of hold our breath on. Is you know who's going to survive and thrive? Last year, this past off season, it was definitely Oral Roberts won this transfer season. I think Denver probably a close second. Yeah. And uh and yeah, their their was, transfers, Denver's transfers are better than we thought. We just didn't know, but they're yeah, better than we thought. Yeah. Yeah. Tyree Corbett, that dude is man, he's freakishly long in athletic. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then you got uh yeah NDSU who really got probably hurt worse than anybody. And then well I guess I could should say well, most of their stars were uh, just high Alec at KC. He, he obviously left, but KC just lost, got gutted by um, graduation. But right. yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see how some of these teams that are got a lot of new faces and how they uh, kind of transition. But yeah, what did you think so far? You know, some of the surprise new faces that have really caught your eye, particularly the transfers and maybe a couple of the freshmen so far. Well, it, and it's funny because I was just starting to put together a 20 uh, players that Summit League fans don't know but should uh, list. And so I'm just starting to put that together. And, and as I – so basically two players from every team. But I we mentioned Tyree Corbett, and then there's Tommy Bruner at Denver. Uh, there's a chance Corbett leads the Summit League in rebounding, and there's a chance Bruner leads the league in assists. And then if they can get uh, Tevin Smith back, which the the word from Coach Wolbrin at, at the end of the game yesterday was around the first of the year, that, that's a pretty decent team, him and Toko Tynemo. Um, So those two are probably some transfers that stick out. Con- Connor Vanover, just for the fact that he's seven foot five, <laughs> you know, I, I, both literally and physically stands out. Um, but, uh, and, and he's, he's, I, I don't know how he doesn't lead the league in block shots. He might be able to stop now and still lead the league. Um, and so it's hard. It's the North Dakota state young guards. Like they're just kind of melding together for me right now. Nobody's necessarily sticking out. Somebody will come with a big play. And that kind of is the same thing that happens with Kansas city. Kansas city had 11 freshmen on the team that they added. Yeah. And that's why that, you know, I got some flag for picking them 10th at the beginning of the year. Um, I, I did too. I put them 10th because I was like, I know nothing about this team. 
Well, and how do you, I just don't know how you add 11 freshmen and not play like freshmen sometimes. Like there'll be a team. Kansas, if you tell me Kansas city is going to go to Brookings and beat South Dakota state and then go home to play Omaha and lose that game, I'd be like, that eh, sounds like something they could do. Like mm-hmm. they're just going to be all over the place. It, it's, and there's their saving graces. They've got three senior guards um, that help kind of steady the ship, but everybody else is at least a sophomore or younger. And so like, it's just, it's just, they're just too young. And, and uh, the one guy that I would say st- stands out a little bit of their youngsters is Alan Lukeba, um, who's actually a sophomore, a Juco transfer, um, physically incredibly gifted, a uh, great court awareness. Um, he'll be a guy that, that, at, that as we go through summit league fans will be going, Who's this guy? And he's built like a, a tight end. I mean, he's just, he is built like you wouldn't believe. And so he'll stick out that way, but also just what he does on the court. Um, another newcomer that I think will stick out a little bit, Josiah West, who's over at uh, Western Illinois, really, really good athlete um, and has started to do some really good things. And then Alec Rossner, who's a transfer from Winona State in Minnesota, um, really, really elite shooter with Western Illinois. Um, South Dakota, South Dakota themselves didn't add a whole lot of new faces, and neither really did South Dakota State. Um, BJ Omot over in at North Dakota, he'll stand out. Um, and Jalen Trent, who's a young guard, JUCO transfer guard at North Dakota, he'll stand out a little bit too. Was, you you posted a hilarious video uh, the other day on Twitter about what it would look like if you took a shot up at the rim, took it, took a shot to the rack. Uh, yeah. It was BJ just stuffed some poor yeah. kid in one of their non D one games from, <laughs> from central Bible college or, you know, one of those, <laughs> the, 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 the men and women play on the same team. Cause they only have 38 kids at the school. Like it was, that's what it looked like. It yeah. looked, yeah. It looked like he was blocking some summer campers. Shot right. Up right. Yeah. <laughs> I think he blocked it from his knee. I mean, it was, yeah, it was, it was something else, Yeah, but a really good athlete. And, and you had mentioned it earlier with, with building the teams. Now you have to adapt or you're going to die. Like it's just the, it's changed. College basketball isn't going to be the same as it was when Greg Steeman was coaching. And so it's interesting to watch that some use the portal and some build through the freshman classes. And I, I don't know that we have enough information on what seems to be working the best. Uh, the the freshman classes, they're almost every time you hear of the highest rated freshman to ever go to wherever, that's a direct correlation to the transfer portal. Like these guys that were going to, you know, Northern Iowa or maybe even a little higher level trying to latch on at Minnesota are now sitting there without an offer and – Denver's able to throw an offer out to him. Omaha's able to throw an offer out to him. The problem, of course, with that is by the time they're juniors, uh, everybody's trying to to nab them. Yeah, working those back channels. Right. I was told. AAU coaches and whatnot. <laughs> I, I won't use the name of who told me, but I was told both Tevin Smith and Colbin Porter, two talented freshmen last year from Denver, had tons of people back channeling them to transfer oh i bet and they both said nope nope we're staying here we're staying and colbin blew out his knee so he's not going to play this year but that was after and they both had good freshman years but it wasn't like you know neither of them averaged 18 points a game or something like that and so it's just the the high majors are are going okay now we know this guy can play let's try to poach him and so it's so tricky on what the answer is. And I, it feels like the best answer is a mix of the yep. two things, which is why I like what Denver's doing. You got Corbett and, uh, and Bruner and Luca Kasunas who came from Stanford guys that me, you only get one or two years from them and you mix them in with Colbin Porter and Tevin Smith and Toko Tynemo and try yeah. to. I really like that roster. It, it's a shame that Colbin blew his knee out. That was yeah. Uh... I think we were all pretty excited to see what they were going to, and, and they're yeah. still, and you know, they, you know, they're, they're kind of a confusing team though, to me, like they have a great record, 
and you can see the talent with them. They haven't really beat anybody up. Right. And so yeah. it's like, all right, so do we invest? How much, how, you know, how much stock do we take in a team like that? And uh, one of the reasons I'm so high on a St. Thomas is, you know, they've played teams that are not as good as them. D1 teams, uh, like the other night, they played Green Bay, and they've been able to beat them. Right. It's like, yeah. all right, do I take a St. Thomas team um, that, uh, you know, a St. Thomas team that uh, is beating up these teams or maybe this super athletic, you know, really looks the mold of a good team like Denver, you know, that yeah. and I think that's kind of an interesting dynamic to see which one of those two will maybe make that jump at uh, South Dakota State and Oral Roberts when it comes down to the end of the year here. And, uh, right. you know, I think, I think we're in for a fun treat. Maybe, you know, yeah. personally, we're probably looking, unless, unless Oral Roberts pulls a South Dakota State and runs the table, um, you know, we're probably looking at the champ being a 15 or 16 seed again, um, unfortunately. Yeah. But I yeah, it's it, well, Oral, Oral Roberts, yeah, it's, they're going to have to win a lot in the league and their net is great right now. But the problem is any loss will hurt that pre- pretty bad. Um, but they really are the only one that I think has a legit shot at a 13, 14, something like that. Anyone else, we may be in a lot of play in game type scenarios, which isn't the worst thing for a, a league like the summit league, even though it feels like it, you yeah. win that game, you get the same amount of money as if you were to beat a one seed. So like, yeah, it's cool there are like that. Yeah. So, so it, it, it's, I'd still rather not be in the play in game. Like, I think it just feels like a little bit of a, you know, whatever, that a, a slight to the conference type thing. But, uh, yeah, St. Thomas is probably the team that uh, I will – I am maybe the least high on of our group. Um, and and I just – I'm having trouble getting over what we – the collapse we saw last year and and what – the, a team that looked really good in the non-conference and that the athleticism difference didn't shine. And then mm-hmm. we got deep into conference and they, everyone wore down. And I'm just wondering if I'm worried that'll happen again. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think, you know, they've, they've uh, been over there a few times talking to them and I think it was just kind of, kind of like you get an adrenaline rush over right. and you're feeding off that adrenaline. And then when it crashes, you crash. And I think that's kind of what happened to them last year. Yep. Now they have that experience to know what to expect and they have a lot more depth. So um, that's why, you know, I'm we're polar opposites on it. It is fun. And I just want people to know that if you saw Todd and I bantering on Twitter, that was all in fun. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't yeah, want anybody I, to take that serious. Well, but, and even, even things like people will like, I don't have a vendetta against anybody. In fact, I'm more than happy. I now, I mean, I've changed my tune. I picked St. Thomas seventh to start the year, and I'd say they're more third to fifth, somewhere in there. Yeah. Not sure where they fall in there. I, I'm too. I am still concerned. There's a few guys that have to play a lot of minutes that have trouble keeping people in front of them, and I, I think that that can be a problem. But like, if St. Thomas were to go win the league, I'm not sad. Like, I'm not. I am a former Mayak student, so, you know, whatever. Maybe I have a little bit of bad taste in my mouth from St. Thomas. Some of the things that were said. But I – I, and this happened with USD two years ago when Oral Roberts went and won the tournament. Like, I just didn't think USD had it. It wasn't – like, I had a thing against USD. It just – and I was proven wrong, and that's great. I, you know, I don't have a no, horse I in the race, so I, to speak. I think it's, I think it's fun. Uh, yeah. fun, yeah, fun banter to be able to go back and forth on some of that. Um, one more thing, I kind of want to. I gotta, I gotta upgrade my Zoom so it doesn't run out. Of it. Um, but it's expensive though. It's oh, not, I bet. It's, yeah. <laughs> one thing, you know, one thing I'm kind of interested. Uh, the guy who everybody knows, Max Asmus, he started kind of uh, slow, really struggling uh, with the shooting. These last three games. Tulsa, Central Arkansas, and then showdown against Liberty against Darius McGee, who's a who's a stud mid major player too. Uh, he's back. He, he's yeah. figured out. He's he's found his shot. You know, the last three games he's scored over twenty eight a game, shooting forty three percent from deep. 
over four rebounds, over two steals. He's a sneaky good at that. You know, that's yeah. Robert's thing on defense. They're, they're kind of like our Vikings defense. They'll give up a lot of yards, a lot of, a lot of points, but uh, they thrive off of turnovers. But, uh, you know, he seems to be back. He seems to have found his swagger again out there, and that team goes off of him. You know, who's maybe a player, you know, I think if Max continues this, there'll be a landslide that he wins player of the year. But who's maybe a player you see now that could maybe give Max a run for player of the year? Well, I'll answer with two people, maybe three. But one, I don't think will actually give a run for player of the year. But I think the second best player in the league is Trent Masner. I just don't know that they'll win enough for him to get serious consideration for that. You watch that Western Illinois team when he's missed a few games and they can barely function. And it's not just because he, like he, he rebounds, he assists, he scores, he does all the things. Right. But like, he just changes everything that the, they, they were playing Youngstown state and were winning by six or something. He got injured. And Youngstown State went on a 26 to 2 run. Like, I there is no team more reliant on one player. I don't think he'll win player of the year because I just don't. But if you told me he found a way to an NBA two way contract, not surprised at all. Like, he's just got John Conchar kind of guy. Yeah, he's got the it for lack of a better way to put it. Two guys that could challenge for player of the year, Zeke Mayo and uh, Grant Nelson. If those two teams win enough, they're both good enough. I did not think that two weeks ago for Zeke Mayo because I thought, oh, maybe we – I mean, I thought that at the beginning of the year, and then I didn't think it because it just wasn't happening. And then he went off against Eastern Washington, and I was like, that's the guy – That's we the guy we've been waiting for. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I think that, And Grant reasons. Nelson, I don't know. Like, we keep waiting for it. The talent is very obvious, very, very obvious. Um. But I don't know that he's had a year where he shot. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I don't know if he's had a year that he shot more than 12 shots a game. And some yeah. of that, of course, was who was with him. But earlier this year, it was the same thing. So I just don't understand if it's a, if it's a system thing or what it is, but it just never quite, he never becomes, everybody, you know, we he's the unicorn, he's this, that. And you can see the talent, but it just doesn't ever quite translate i think their montana game was a great uh great uh you know illustration of what you just talked about he they were winning that game against montana up in fargo and it was because grant was going off and he was making these spectacular plays and right. they disappeared yeah Montana comes back and beats him at home and yeah. i'm in the same boat with you it's like it's perplexing it's gotta be it's it's like you are so talented. Like, do you know how talented you are? Like, yeah. you have it in, like we always joke about, you know, in the sports world, do you have that dog in you? And, right. You know, to really be that guy. I think if he finds it, then it's game on. But I don't know if, he, he, if he's figured that out yet. And it kind of comes down to best teams. I mean, if St. Thomas really hits, then it's probably Andrew Rohde. Like, as a freshman. He's he's their best player. Maybe not their highest scorer. Riley tends to do that, but but uh, he's easily their best player. Oh, he's he's gonna he's gonna make a lot of people mad. He's kind of got that. Uh, um, he, he's got a little uh, little little swagger, a little uh, sauce as they call it to him, where he'll yeah. he'll, uh, he'll get under some people's skin. And uh, it's gonna yes, he will see because <laughs> he is deceptively like I we throw this around a lot deceptively athletic and I hate the term, but that kid can fly. Like he came into college as the shooter scorer, but man, he gets most of his, his points at the rim. Yeah. He got some handles. Like he put a guy on skates the other night against green Bay. And so, yeah, yeah he'll be fun to watch. So, but yeah, we got we're we're on a we're under a minute here, and I don't want to <laughs> keep recording. But I think I'll probably let you go here, Todd. But you know, thanks for coming on, talking, telling us about why you started this, and 
you know, from me personally, I, uh, I feel blessed that you started this to be a part of this group. And it's just, you know, it's something I look forward to, especially during conference season. And so I just want to personally thank you for what you started. Absolutely. I'm thankful that we started something that gave people an opportunity to do something different. I, I don't really care about myself. I, I think it's really cool that something has happened for the rest of you. So um, I will, I will pump up any of the other podcasts, even if it means we go away eventually. So, Oh gosh, no, not happening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sir. Well, Hey, I appreciate it again. And uh, we'll, we'll see you on Monday. Always a good time to catch up with Todd. Uh, he's a guy that's really become a very good friend of mine. Uh, I know, you know, last year, around uh new year's eve i was actually personally going through a tough time and it was actually todd who reached out to me and said hey let's go catch the st thomas oral roberts game in sioux fall or in st paul here and that's kind of when i started uh going to more more and more summit league games and really was uh you know an uptick and uh dealing with some personal things in my life so thanks again for todd jumping on here late notice uh with the changing schedule of this show uh also you know, just the past three years, two plus years here with reaching the summit has been just a blast, a real blessing for me as, you know, I've been able to now be able to jump back into the world of college basketball uh, through the platform that Todd has provided several of us here that write, tweet, podcast about Summit League Hoops. And, uh, you know, he's really created a fun platform and environment for us. And a lot of folks I would have never met without uh, what Todd created here. Uh, a lot of friends who I've never actually uh, met in person yet. Hopefully that changes this year, but uh, people I talk to on a regular basis uh, that cover various teams in this league. And so just a fun group to be with and uh, talk college hoops, whether uh, we're doing it in our group chat or now with conference season, uh, be on a lookout. We'll do some live spaces on Twitter uh, covering certain games throughout the year. Uh, we did a few of those last year, which was a lot of fun to uh, allow people to interact with us and uh, talk about the various games going on. But uh, again, Todd, uh, thanks again for jumping on and really appreciate the friendship and the camaraderie and everything that you've uh, done for not only myself, but the rest of the group. So thank you again. Uh, next up, just a, a few post-game quotes from uh, the St. Thomas Green Bay game. Uh, first up is uh, JT just talking about overall thoughts on their win over Green Bay to end the non-conference season. They had won two of the last three, and I think Will does a great job with them. They've got, I think, strong guys inside and quickness out front. And so we knew we had to be uh, really locked in on defense. I thought the first half we were focused and um, – uh, defensively, I thought executed really, really well. Had a little lull in the first six to eight minutes of the second half, but then I thought picked it back up. And so all in all, I love the way we shared the ball. Nine turnovers is phenomenal. 90% from the three, uh, 48% from, uh, or 90% on free throws, 48% on threes. And, um, you know, I think Riley led us as he always does, still composed and poised. I thought Andrew did a really good job. Um, taking care of the ball and, and running the point. And then it was great to have Parker back 16 points in under 15 minutes. And I think our depth collectively, not just having Parker back, was a, which was huge, but I thought all the guys off the bench really provided not just a spark, but some of it's intangible. And it, it doesn't show up in the stat sheet, the ball pressure that Ryan Default and then now applied the defense that Johnny Lee and Courtney provided. Um, it just, you know, it's a fun way to play. And I think our guys continue to improve and believe in each other. Here's JT again talking about the depth of his squad and playing 10 guys now that they're fully healthy and uh, just how he prefers to play night in, night out. Yeah, I, I, there's lots of ways to coach, but I've always loved playing a lot of guys. I think it's good for team camaraderie. I think it's good in terms of, you know, when you lose somebody like Parker for an extended period of time, guys are able to step up. Um, but I, you know, I've also told the guys, I don't care who starts. It doesn't matter. Like if you're, if you're in a rotation, you're in a rotation and you're going to play. Um, and I, so I know starting is important to players oftentimes, but we really try to preach that it's just all about the team. And, um, I think our guys have shown market improvement in trusting that over the course of the season. And it's a really fun blend of veterans like Riley and Parker and Will and Brooks. 
um, and a lot of young guys. And so, it, you know, to see the team come together and improve the way we have over the last month and 13 games um, has been fun to watch. And we're also really excited to go into a conference season where, you know, we're still young in this year two in the Summit League in Division One, but we're um, pleased with how we're growing and developing. And then lastly, JT, Parker, and Riley all give their thoughts on going into year two of Summit League play and what they're looking forward most to. I think we're feeling good. After the first year, you kind of figure things out as far as there's a lot more travel. You got to take care of your body. So knowing all that going into year two and being able to tell the freshmen that goes a long way, staying fresh. And we also got a lot of momentum going into conference play. Kind of going off that, um, it's pretty big that we had a year of experience. You know, last year, none of the guys had any experience playing Division One basketball. So it's nice for our returners that are coming back to have that experience and, you know, tell the freshmen and the transfers that haven't played, you know, how the Summit League is and, you know, help them along the way. And we have tremendous respect for the Summit League. I mean, there's really good teams. We're picked eighth in the preseason this year, so we recognize we're going to be underdogs in a lot of games. And, um, you know, I, I think our guys just love going out and playing 40 minutes and embrace the opportunities. And um, for me, it's a joy to watch them play just how tough and unselfish they are. And so, um, you know, I think they, they do a really good job of just taking one thing at a time. And right now they're in the middle of finals. So juggling that I think oftentimes is underappreciated on the outside like what these student athletes are going through playing a bunch of games traveling a lot it's all fun stuff but then balancing that with final exams and papers is a lot and um, they do a really good job of it well folks that'll do it for episode four in the finale of the non-conference season for Summit League Hoops uh, we will be back next week recapping the first uh, couple games or I should say the first week of Summit League play. Uh, normally, we do Thursday, Saturday games, but due to the holiday weekend, uh, Summit League play starts off on a Monday and Wednesday. Looking forward to that. Uh, the Monday game, as uh, Todd and I talked about, be able to uh, catch that game with him and a couple of his buddies, and hopefully hopefully a few other members of the Region Summit podcast will be in town for that, and then uh, Wednesday against North Dakota State. Also, uh, be on the lookout for that premier matchup between Oral Roberts and South Dakota State. That should be a fun game. Uh, I'll have to watch that one on demand after the uh, Tommy's game on Monday, but uh, should be a fun slate of games. And uh, thank you again, and look forward to talking to you all next week.